क्वेश्चन आज बाय मेगा वाज हाउ डिड द फर्स्ट कर्मा स्टार्ट सी कर्मा इज नथिंग बट अ वेरी नेचुरल प्रोग्रेशन ऑफ एक्टिविटी एनी एक्टिविटी दैट इज देयर व्हिच इज वर्क बेसिकली वर्क एक्टिविटी एनी एक्शन दैट हैपेंस एक्शंस लीड अस टू कर्मा ओके नाउ एनी एक्शन लीडिंग यू टू कर्मा मींस व्हाट सो सपोज जस्ट नाउ आई एम रीडिंग दिस बुक I am reading this pothi. So there is an action happening. The action should lead to karma, according to the formula. There is a small hitch in that formula. The hitch is this: the moment my mind comes into play, it becomes a karma. If it was done not motivated, that is unmotivated action, I was doing because it has to be done without my mind coming into play. then it doesn't become a karma but the moment i said these words i am going to read this pothi today the i came into the picture ahankara i so you are the reader hmm like that okay so the mind actually is playing he is saying okay now you start reading so the the equation for karma is equal to is a very simple equation equation is suppose somebody gives you 10 rupees you are supposed to give 10 rupees back that is an equation it's a simple equation give and take but it doesn't happen like that let us say for example i have collected 1000 dollars from you okay and i die in this life and i am not able to return now those that money you have given graciously you just handed it over to me now in the next life i am i have the money which i am supposed to pay you now you are there in it is not exactly next life the life could be many we don't even know when we are going to come together that permutation combination is like uh, i don't know uh, you know it's a, it's a to the power of n is a very big <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know whether we are going to come together so uh, coming to this now let us say we are meeting again now my job is supposed to return 1000 rupees to you 1000 dollars to you okay now you come to me and you say uh, i need 1000 dollars so the first time i look at you and say 1000 dollars why you want 1000 dollars so you have to give an explanation you know the 1000 dollars i have to pay this one and that one and i need food to eat and stuff like that. something some answer you are giving so i will ask you but you cannot make do with 100 or what 100 is enough man why you need 1000 100 se kaam chala lo na no uh, so you again come up with an explanation then i come up with an explanation and it goes back and forth that then you then i tell you you do one thing you know uh, you come after 10 days i will see if i have that and i will give it to you now we have negotiated 200 okay so 10 days later when you come exactly in time you have come um, can you please give me this 100 dollars oh i'm sorry today you know i don't have uh, the 100 dollars to you um, you come at a wrong time you know just now i gave 500 to somebody man so the equation was 1000 dollars taking 1000 dollars giving but has anybody given it or returned it back like that no what has happened in the meanwhile is my mind has come into play i was negotiating i was trying to thrash out i was doing hundreds of different thing there were so many gymnastics happening 
that the karma which was a very simple karma of take give and take never happened uh, can you send samrat uh, this thing he is he is sending can you just send him an invite so so i think you got the answer so the idea is karma a to b b to a okay e simple equation now let us say for example uh, there is a husband wife a and b a is husband b is wife now a slaps b okay slaps one slap is given thap so now in some life of theirs they are supposed to meet each other in the reverse order in the reverse order so one becomes husband and one becomes wife so now a has become wife and b has become husband now the simple equation was that b is supposed to give one slap only to a in any life of ours do we do anything simply उसके पीछे पूरा रामायण महाभारत पता नहीं शकुनी से लेके पूरा भीष्म पितामा से लेके दुनियादारी एवरीबडी इज गोइंग टू कम एंड फाइनली एट द एंड ऑफ द डे यू आर स्टिल गोइंग टू बी हैविंग वन स्लैप इज नॉट सफिशिएंट यू आर गोइंग टू से वन थाउजेंड वर्ड्स ऑन टॉप ऑफ इट यू आर गोइंग टू ब्रिंग इन योर फादर मदर ब्रदर सिस्टर दिस वन दैट वन हंड्रेड डिफरेंट थिंग्स एंड वन स्लैप मीन्स तूने मुझे क्यों मारा आई एम गोइंग टू डू दिस टू यू आई एम गोइंग टू डू दैट टू यू एंड सो so where is the karma ending nowhere does it end so where did it begin the question which mega asked was very important where did it begin it began with the mind you are told very simply write a book some person must have been told in the past na hey kitab likho jao or maybe you go to that uh, raja who was supposed to be in the jungle and he was supposed to meditate simple meditation and yet he sees one deer coming over there oh poor fellow that dear somebody is hitting him oh i should take care of him oh this is happened there must be a lion behind so i am a raja you know i am supposed to take care of my praja so on and so forth and finally he goes and he kills that lion how many karmas he has done adding 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 and uh, mm, no minus and anything over there so karma happens mind comes into play karma happens so if you want to eliminate it Uh, padma your thing you just need to silence it the you if you want to get rid of karma there are techniques which are ascribed and which are again beyond our purview at this point in time so i am i'm going to take what one one question whenever it's possible and i'm going to answer them so now i think you got the answer for the first two lines <laughs> of your questions okay so now what are we going to do today we are going to do chapter 35 and uh, this is sai satcharitra this is a removal of doubt and glorification of the udi we i will answer your question later my obeisance to shri ganesh to shri saraswati to shri guru maharaj to the family deity to shri sita ramachandra my most humble obeisance i bow in reverence to the most venerable guru shri sainath i shall now continue in the present chapter the narration of the very same stories indicated at the end of the last chapter listen to them at your ease thinking of one spiritual progress there is no greater and more difficult obstacle in one's path than excessive pride in one's own religious sect which obstructs it so here he is saying excessive pride suppose you are a brahmana how much pride does a person take i am a brahman from this god saraswat blah 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 okay i am a kayastha prabhu how many different different things that you will want to add to your brahman name you don't know i am from this this this, this community okay big big shot you are so this is called the amount of 
ahankara that is added to the name we are worshippers of the formless god these are formless god worshippers brahm brahma worshippers okay brahma god with shape and form shape and form is the root cause of delusion after all saints and sadhus are human why then should i bow the head before them one should not prostrate before them or offer them dakshana can you turn it this way please yeah hmm for this is a mockery of devotion okay one should never bow one's head before them at all for this is a mockery of devotion many said many things about shirdi some this some that and not all of them were trustworthy some said that when you go there for darshan sai baba will ask for dakshana but when a sadhu begins to pursue wealth his saintliness is tainted blind faith is not good only when i get personal experience shall i decide on my mind how i should act so what are we going we are going to judge a saint with our own yardstick so we have carrying with us one foot rule or maybe one uh, half inch 6 uh, inches ruler or maybe one kilometer worth of uh, you know thread or something like that so you are going there to go and judge a person whom you cannot even judge is an endless being and think about it he is formless he is endless he is huge he is massive he is beyond understanding and you are going with your 6 inch ruler to go and measure him so how much how much time are you going to take to measure a person from here, even the distance from here to moon with 6 inch ruler how foolish can a person be just because he is asking for money what is he asking for he is asking for dakshana give me 2 rupees give me 20 rupees give me 25 rupees what the person doesn't understand is actually that the divine being is taking away your karma is taking away your karma and burning it in that ash in front of him that dhuni is there your money suppose he takes 2 rupees from you and he buys 2 uh, rupees worth of lakdi and he is burning over there and how many people are gaining that ash from that quite a lot so your 2 rupees has it not gone a long way so we don't understand what happens is those who give money they look at their point of view i gave him 2 rupees what happened to the money over there it got burnt in that kund kund means sacrificial pit it got burnt in the sacrificial pit and it got distributed to thousands of people thousands of people sometimes i ask you all for money sometimes i really ask you all for money because some i have to pay somebody some salary somebody is something is happening or something like that is happening you wouldn't even know because that redistribution that is happening is in a very peculiar manner it is not understood by anybody so at such point in time there is an ask so the person is saying i will not give dakshana for i cannot appreciate the saintliness of one who has in his mind a desire for wealth he is sitting with patela tutela kapda okay <laughs> he is not wearing gold he is not doing anything with that body he is not even eating that he eats only you know suki roti and so he is saying ki i am giving him okay he who has a desire for wealth why would he have a desire for wealth he is not worthy of our respect however i will go to shirdi and meet him but will not worship his feet or offer him dakshana whoever set out with such a misconception sticking is in a sticking consistently to their resolve surrendered to sai in the end on taking his darshan everyone once he set his eyes on sai he stood his ground firmly and never once turned back again he was totally engrossed at sai's feet like one who is surrendered in utter penitence he bowed at sai's feet forgetting his resolve altogether now listen respectfully oh listeners of this chapter in which valse prize 
pride is the sect is laid to rest it brings about great happiness to the listeners similarly listen to baba bala nevaskar's experience as to how he treated a cobra with loving respect regarding him as sai himself and which which also indirectly reiterates the great power of the udi be gracious to me o listeners for i am but a slave to sai's command and know only to obey the command respectfully it is from this that the letters and the words of the life story have taken shape concentrating on his feet i have been busy filling again and again the ripples of poetry that arise from them into the picture of this life story we are at the little ones of the tortoise and nourished and nurtured on the mother's loving glances only we are never hungry or thirsty or exhausted but are always satiated when assured of the comfort and the happiness of all those glances alone we need no food or water for the glance takes away all our hunger and thirst oh how then can one praise them enough even for us sai the ocean of kindness is the sole object of vision here the object of vision one who perceives and the act of perceiving this triputi the aggregate of agent object and action vanishes altogether and this is the three things which we have said you know one is the experiencer the one is an experienced and the one the third one is called experience experience experiencer experienced three things okay so always there are three things that is there so always remember this is called the triputi we similarly see the light of sai in both the skin and the touch or in the nose and the smell too there is sai's presence oh this is very funny i today wrote about this the smell in the nose and <laughs> or as the world words fall on the ears again sai's figure appears at once so that the triputi the object of hearing one who hears and the process of hearing drops off instantly or when the tongue lingers relishes the taste sai becomes one with it so where is the great wonder of the poor triputi the tongue that savors the object of the taste and the act of tasting did you understand these three see first is the tongue that savors the one who is the taster second one is the object what is the object suppose you have eaten something that is an object isn't it so some object is there so the tongue the object and what is the third thing the experience which comes out of it what is the experience there is a tasting which is happening so these three things which happen and it is the same with the organs of action if they all render homage only to sai then all the karma will be destroyed and freedom from the effect of karma will be obtained what is mentioned over here a question which uh, mega has asked we are answering over here what is the answer over here it is the same with the organs of action action is equal to karma i told you this good now the next if they all render homage to sai when you do any karma which is dedicated to the lord when you do any karma dedicated to the lord or surrendered at his feet it doesn't convert itself into karma got it so read this line again what does it say and it is the same with all the organs of action if they all render homage only to sai then all the karma will be destroyed and the freedom from the effect of karma will be obtained got it so no karma gets accrued to you it is as if i am commanding you to do something suppose if i command you go and give 10 rupees to somebody now if think about it i am telling you to go give 10 rupees to another person so if i say give 10 rupees to mr x and you give karma has happened isn't it 
How is the karma happened? Your ten rupees needs to be returned by that person someday in the future or no? The karma has happened. But I have commanded you. That means the karma is associated with whom? It is not with you. You are only a zariya, a conduit, a pipeline. So I have used you to give it to somebody. So the karma is not coming to you. The karma comes to me because I have commanded you. So the karma with that person is to me. So when I do it in homage, now reverse it out. How do you reverse it out? Now suppose you are standing in Sai Baba's temple and there is a person next to you and you look at Sai Baba and you say, Baba, I am going to give this person 10 rupees. Okay? This is by your grace only. So you hand over the 10 rupees to that person. What has happened? It's a reverse action. Earlier it was A, B, C. Now it is B to A to C. Did you understand this? A is the Lord. B is you. C is the third person to whom you are supposed to give. Now A told B to give C. No karma happens. Now B is standing in the temple. Looking at Baba. Paying homage to the Lord. When you offer anything at the Lord's feet. Then it doesn't belong to you. Correct? Remember, it's a very simple formula. When I give gift to somebody, does it belong to me? No. It belongs to that person. So if the person wants to chuck it in the well or wants to smash it, it is his problem. Isn't it? Suppose you give a very nice cell phone to somebody and that person picks it up and gives it to his friend. You are going to get angry with it. Correct? No, but when you give it to the Lord, it's a gift. So he has given it to him. So when you are doing anything surrendered at the feet of the Lord, offering it to him, it comes without any karma. Understand this. So this, I hope you got your answer for that question also. Okay? This is how it is to be done. However, this book is gaining in length and has digressed a little deal, uh, a good deal, all out of size love. So let us now turn to the earlier context and pick up the threads for our story from there. A non-believer is an idol worshipper who has a staunch worship of the formless once became very eager to go to Shirdi purely out of inquisitiveness. So he said, we will come to Shirdi only to have Sadhu's darshan, but will not bow our head before him or give him Dakshina. If these two conditions are accepted, <laughs> That's a very funny condition. Only then shall we come to Shirdi. When his friend agreed, he set out to go with his friend with an easy mind. Kaka Mahajani who cherished a pure love and devotion towards the saint was his friend. But this gentleman was riddled with doubts and misconceptions. Both of them left Mumbai on Saturday night. Arriving at Shirdi on Sunday morning, both went at once to the mosque to have Sai's Darshan. Now listen quietly to what happened at that time. Even as Kaka put his foot on the step to come up, seeing his friend in the distance, Baba said in a sweet tone, Why have you come, please? Hearing these loving words, the friend at once recognized the mark. The peculiar construction of the sentence, the manner of pronunciation of the words, instantly reminded him of his father. The tone in which Baba pronounced the word, Why have you come, please? astonished Kaka's friend greatly. The sweet tone brought to the mind his late father. The tone, the manner was just like his father's. The imitation he felt was exact and perfect. The way of talking is so very important. You see, if you want to irritate somebody, you know how you, you can talk, isn't it? Hey, come on man, hey, come on man. <laughs> you keep on doing like this, you know. The person is going to get irritated no end. But if you ask him, what are you doing, sir? 
or maybe if you talk to your son or daughter sir what are you doing he is going to give you a look like this oh you are making fun of me yeah calling me sir no the right phrase to the right place and at the right time <laughs> so it is not like that so you have to ask your son or your daughter in a pad what are you doing you understand so the the method of talking also differs but when it is to a senior person to when is to a gentleman or when it or when you are addressing a saint you don't go and ask him hey kya kar raha hai tu ya kya kar raha hai you can't say this to baba think about it hey budde kya kar raha hai idhar oh, come on you can't <laughs> you can't say this words you see he is a great person so addressing a person in a very very proper way is so very important so he says why have you come please the sweet tone brought to his mind his late father the tone the manner was just like his father the imitation he felt was exact and perfect oh what charm the style of speech had kaka's friend was full of astonishment and said these are indeed the words of my father so similar is the tone and as he heard the words from his father's mouth the fa- the friend's heart was touched at once he placed his head on baba's feet quite oblivious to the earlier resolve later on baba asked for dakshina and that only from kaka who gave it happily both then came back and went to the mosque again in the afternoon the friend of course was with him too they were both to return to mumbai kaka asked permission to leave and baba asked again from for him for dakshina and that too he only asked from kaka and said give me 17 rupees of his friend he asked nothing in his heart the friend felt regret and uneasiness softly he said to kaka why does he ask only only you for dakshina in the morning he asked you for it and even now he asks only you when i am with you why does he leave me out of the dakshina kaka whispered in reply ask the question to baba himself suddenly baba asked kaka what what is he saying to you the friend then uh, himself asked baba can i give you dakshina baba said you did not wish to give so i did not ask you now if you wish to give then give it see this is a very peculiar way the saints always behave they don't they don't say no to it so if somebody gives no they take it the reason is not because they want it please understand they don't care about your money or about your gifts or anything like that the reason why they take it is because your karma has to be destroyed nobody understands this aspect so i hope you understood in the previous i said no when you offer it to the lord and the lord dissipates it in the universe your karma is getting destroyed so i hope you got the whole line of gist of it so baba said to him no now you can give me but you didn't want to give me earlier no that's the arrogance that's the ego that's the ahankara that is there so just for the ahankara to be destroyed many a times the sages act in a very peculiar manner so this is what when baba asked and the devotee gave dakshina the friend used to find fault with them but when he asked his whether he could give and that too without being asked kaka was full of amazement this is again another thing suppose you ask the this sage actually it has to come from within you to ask if you say hey tere ko kitna paisa mangta hai <laughs> he is not going to give he is not even going to ask you wala get out from here so the moment you ask the question how much money do you want is that the way of asking no the way he in which he asked was baba why are you not asking me for dakshina it is a very very humble way of asking humility is very very important when you have to give something don't treat him like some 
donkey from the roadside or something like that. Hey, take this, eat. No, please. As Baba said, give if you wish. The friend would hardly wait and at once offered 17 rupees at his feet without being asked. So, tumhari marzi, tumko jitna dena hai de sakte ho. Baba then said to him, why is the hurry to go? Wait, sit for a moment and then he gave him advice in sweet words to dispel his feeling of separateness. Pull down the wall of the teli. Teli? One who sells oil. Teli. <laughs> the wall of separateness between you and me. The way will then be wide open for us to meet each other. He then gave permission to go. But seeing the overcast sky, Mother Rao said to Baba that they will be drenched in the rain on the way. Baba replied, let them go at ease. They have nothing to fear whatsoever from the rain on the way. So they both bowed to Sai's feet and went and sat in the Tonga. Lightning flashed in the sky. The air filled with thick fog. Water of Godavari swelled. The sky resounded with thunder and they had to ferry across the river. But in Kaka's heart, there was full trust in Baba's assurance. The friend, however, was worried as to how the journey would be safe and comfortable, considering the trouble they, they might face on the way. He regretted having come at all. However, they crossed the river in comfort and boarded the train. Only then did the rain began to pour from the clouds. They reached Bombay safely. When he, the friend, reached home and opened the doors and windows, a sparrow, who had confined within, swiftly flew out, while two others lay dead inside. Seeing the sight, he felt very sad that they, poor creatures, had lost their life without food and water. Had the ventilators been left open before going away to Shirdi, that would not have seized them thus. The poor, hapless creatures had died at my hands. Again, taking onus of any karma, it is going to stick to you. Onus. That means the ego is come in the way. The moment you say, because I did this, why don't you say it like that? The Lord is creating that, isn't it? The moment the ego comes in, I did it. The moment I did it, oh, you are bigger than God, is it? Because of you, somebody is dead. Think about it. God is talking like this. Oh, you are greater than me. Okay, because of you, they are dead. I didn't know that. I always thought that I killed these people if need be. And now you are taking the onus. Achha, I am responsible for their death. So never take the onus of it because it's not important. It is it is the way it is programmed, it is going to happen. So why are you considering? Remember you are just a conduit, just a pipeline. Why is the pipeline saying I am delivering water to Mumbai, I am delivering water to Bangalore. Why? So the pipeline is saying like that. Don't say. That's not it. He felt that Baba must have been anxious about the one that flew away and therefore he willingly gave permission to return today. Have we finished or what? No, no. Oh, what is the time now? We finish at uh, one hour. It's not one hour, must we? Um, okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Or else, even she would have died. How could she have survived without food? When lifespan is over, this is what happens. At least that one sparrow was saved. There is another experience of this which is also very interesting and worth listening to. For many months he had been suffering from pain in one heel. Before going to Shirdi he had endured the pain for many months. But after returning from there it ceased to cause him any discomfort and in a short while disappeared altogether. In another similar instance, incident, trying to test the saint's power ended up only in bowing his head at the saint's feet, much against the own wish. Listen to the story now. And also listen to how he was tempted and did offer Dakshana not only against the will, <coughs> but also in volition to the firm resolve. Dharamsi Jetavai Thakkar, a solicitor from Mumbai, felt a keen desire to meet Sai, purely as a result of the accumulated merit of past birth. 
He was the employer of Kaka Mahajani and both were closely associated with each other. So he felt that he should go straight to Shirdi and meet him in person. Kaka was employed as a managing clerk in Thakkarji's firm and used to avail of all the holidays to go to Shirdi all the time repeatedly. And once gone, would Kaka ever return to the scheduled time? He would spend eight days on end in Shirdi and would plead that Sai did not give him permission to return. In this any system, is this any system of working the employer thought indignantly? And what is the way to of the saints? I do not approve of all this fuss about nothing. And so the Shet employers set out for Shirdi in the Shimga, that is the holy holidays, to settle this issue about Sai once and for all. And there are lots of people in our group also who who, you know, what they do is they take as many leaves as possible and they want to come running. I know those people will be laughing, but this is how it works. Every leaf that is there, they will keep it in, in the year. Okay, okay, I want to keep this leaf. <laughs> I want to come running. So just like Kaka Mahajani, what he would do? Every leaf that he would get, he would keep on running to that place. It is nothing but like a magnet, you know, you are drawn towards it. Full of conceit in himself and in the greatness of the wealth, he felt that they were saints or are, after all, just like other human beings. Why they lower your head before them? Where are the great learned Shastris and the Pandits have been brought to their knees before the spiritual and the moral authority of Sai? How long was poor Dharamshi's uh, resolve going to last? But then, blind fate is not good, he thought. So let me make sure of myself. Resolving thus in the mind, he made preparations to go to Shirdi. And so like the case of the friend described above, Dharamsi also set out for Shirdi, taking Kaka with him and said to him, You go to Shirdi and always stay on, but it will not do this any time. You will have to return with me, know this for sure. So Kaka said, See, this is not in my hands. Dharamsi then took yet another companion with him. Who knows, in case Kaka just does not come back, it will not do uh, to be without a companion on the way. So he took along this third person and the three of them thus set out for Shirdi. There are types of people and types of self-benevolent devotees catching hold of whom Baba brings them to himself to clear them of their doubts and misgivings. And when they return, they relate their experience to others or get them written down by someone just to bring people on the path of righteousness. Every saint's job is to bring people on the path of righteousness. Remember this. You have to be on the path of righteousness because that is where sattva keeps on evolving. You, you go closer and closer to sattva. When you are closest to sattva, then it is very easy to become realized, to reach the state of enlightenment, to become the self, all those things put together. Okay, That is how it works. <coughs> And when they return, they relate their experience to others or get them written down by someone just to bring people on the path of righteousness. In short, those who thus went were satiated with the joy of darshan and whatever might have been their inclination in the beginning, they experienced bliss in the end. One might as well say that they went on their own accord out of curiosity and inquisitiveness. But the truth was otherwise. They really went out to fulfill Baba's purpose. And it was Baba who gave them the inspiration. Only then they would step out of the house. Thus by activating their natural inclination, he led them to the spiritual path. Who can understand Baba's plan? But for if one tries to comprehend his ways, it will only end in distress. But if you surrender the ego and roll at the feet in humility, you will come to enjoy great happiness. It is not proper to go empty-handed to the door of God, your Guru or a Brahmin. Therefore on the way, Kaka bought two sears, that is one kilogram of grapes. There is a seedless variety of grapes. But only the grapes with seeds were available all the time. So Kaka bought the same. Talking, laughing, happily on the way, the threesome reached Shirdi. And together, they all went to Baba in the mosque for darshan. Another devotee, Baba Sahib Tarkhad, was also sitting there. Listened to what Shed Dharamshi asked him out of curiosity. 
What did you find here that makes you come over and over again? We come for darshan," replied Tarkat. And so the shade said, "But I have heard that miracles take place over here." So Tarkat said, "That is not my feelings. Whatever may be the keen desire in one's mind, that desire is fulfilled." This is a very important line because what happens is only the non-believers go for seeing some sort of a miracle. Those who have complete faith, they only go for darshan. They only go there for being in the company of the divine. They are not going there because they want to see some magic happening over there. Never go to test a sage. You see, in the initial stages, when your when your faith is not there in that person, you will keep on going to find out whether he is really worth it or no. But never do that. When you are going, go there with a very clear mind that you are going only for the purpose of darshan. And whatever that appears to you at that point in time, it will happen. Don't worry about it. See, your innermost feelings is known to the divine. Please understand this. Don't worry about any of those things. When you attain that thing, that state, it is a very, very profound and a deep state to be in. Okay. So only go for darshan. So we go for darshan. So Tarkhar said, "This is not my feeling. Whatever may be the keen desire in one's mind, that desire is fulfilled." That means you don't have to ask for that desire. Don't don't even bother to ask. So Tarkhar said, "Okay." Kaka bowed his head at Baba's feet and offered the grapes in his hand. People have already collected, and Baba began distributing the grapes to the devotees. Along with others, Baba gave some to Dharamsi too. But this was a variety he did not like. He liked only the seedless ones. He had a taste for the grapes. A difficulty arose right in the beginning. How to eat them was his problem. Nor could he bring himself to refuse. Moreover, his doctor had forbidden him to eat grapes without first washing them, and it would not be proper to wash them oneself. Numerous doubts assailed his mind. But then, come what may, he just popped them in the mouth carefully, putting away the seeds in his pocket. He would not defile the sanctity of the sadhu's place by throwing the seeds of chewed grapes. Now, this is something again which you need to understand. What is written over here is very, very peculiar. Sometimes there are things which you may not like. You dislike certain things. Maybe you know you don't have a liking for a particular kind of a fruit, a particular kind of a sweet, a particular kind of a you know karela ka or sabji or something. <laughs> We have all our likes and dislikes. What happens when you go in front of the sages? You know what they will do? They'll give you exactly what you say. No, you don't like. They'll put it in your hand and say, "Eat this." and our doubts are so much that we don't want to do we are dead against it this is not the type of sabji i want to eat this is not the type of things that i want to have this sweet i hate i like only gulab jamun and he is giving me rasgulla okay that rasgulla is a chewy thing you know i don't like that i like gulab jamun because it is very soft it goes it melts inside but he is giving you rasgulla lena but what we fail to understand is that rasgulla has been given it is going to melt in your mouth don't worry it will be it will be softer than the uh, gulab jamun this is something that, that is called faith faith has to be there when you take something faith will make it softer don't worry about it okay but how much of faith you have that is more important but the shade said to himself he is a sadhu and yet does he not know that i do not like these grapes see this is this is this is what the very funny thing so he is supposed to be all knowing oh he makes miracles over here and yet he doesn't understand that i don't like the grapes with seeds in it ha huh? why does he give them to me compulsively he is giving him compulsion even as this thought crosses his mind baba gave him some more take some more 
Yeah, knowing that they were the seeds, they they were with seeds. He kept them in the hand instead of putting them in the mouth. True, he did not like the grapes with seed, but they were given in his hand by Baba. Dharamsi said, felt more embarrassed and did not know what to do. He did not feel like putting them in the mouth. First, they were not washed. No, his doctor had told him to wash it. <laughs> Secondly, they were with. Did you see how the whole thing is working out? If when the person goes to visit the sage. You know what we do, or if we are going to a temple, first what we do, we stand outside the temple and we argue on the price of that har. Har means the garland. You know, if he says hundred rupees, why hundred rupees? I don't want for hundred rupees. Give it to me for twenty five. And then he will say, sir, twenty five. This one is there. And then you touch the twenty five one and you say, give it to me for ten. Okay. And finally that fellow says, sir, you want only ten rupees garland. This is the one. Okay, give me that ten rupees one. But uh, this is not correct. You have to give me a lot of more flowers with it. Do give this also, give that also. And that ten rupees, you are not only taking one har, you are taking more flowers and more things from him. Okay, while you are leaving, you will say, give me that tulsi ka patta also. Give me that bell pan also. Okay, all these things for ten rupees you want. First you went and touched the hundred rupees one. So what did these people do? Now if you want to eat. Isn't it important that you should have yourself bought seedless grapes in the first place? But you are giving it to some saint. You are giving it to God. Why not give him the cheap stuff first? See the see that mentality of people. So here the person is already behaving like a Marwadi type, I mean, very cheapo, el cheapo, and then he is expecting. You know, oh, why is he giving me the one with seeds, sir? You only have given him that. <laughs> So let us see what happens. Even as the thought crossed his mind, Baba gave him some more, knowing that they were with seeds. He kept them in the hand instead of putting them in the mouth. True, he did not like the grapes with seeds, but they were given by his hand by Baba. Dharamsi said, felt more embarrassed and did not know what to do. He did not feel like putting them in the mouth, so he quietly preserved them in the hand. And suddenly Baba said, "Oh, do eat them." Shetji promptly obeyed. Even as Baba said, "Eat them up," Dharamsi put them in the mouth. They turned to be seedless. He was greatly astonished. When he found the grapes to be seedless, Dharamsi was simply amazed and said to himself, "Truly marvelous is his power. What is impossible for these saints? Knowing the wish in my heart, though the grapes were with seeds and unwashed, those that Sai gave me were seedless and beneficial." He was wonderstruck, quite oblivious to the earlier curiosity and inquisitiveness. His ego was overcome, and there arose great love for the saint in his heart. The initial resolve vanished, and love for Sai overpowered his heart, justifying all his eagerness and firm resolve to visit Shirdi. Baba Tarkhad was there too, sitting with Sai Baba, and also have been given some grapes. So Dharamsi asked him, "This is again confirmation. You want from somebody else? How was your grapes?" When Tarkhad replied, "With seeds," he was quite astonished. But it confirmed his belief that Baba was a sadhu. An idea struck his mind to get further confirmation. See, one confirmation is not sufficient. You want more. More and more. If you are a real sadhu, he said to himself, then it will be Kaka's turn next to receive the grapes. There are many people who actually come to test out like this. They will come and they will say, and uh, they will come with a resolve in their mind. Okay, when he does this, he is going to ask me the question. Oh, when he does that, then I should be the one who should be doing this. Oh, you already made your arrangements in your mind. See. when you that means you you have absolutely no faith you have already gone there to test 
what do you think you have gone to the market to buy some potatoes and tomatoes and all that you are going to pick out the ripest one over there acha ye lal wala hai ye le leta hu main or it's you are going to a sage sage need not be tested but you can definitely test him not that you don't want to but you don't keep on uh, selecting acha ye barabar nahi hai dusra leta hu ye barabar nahi hai dusra leta hu it's not like that don't do that so anyway <laughs> what he was doing was also very peculiar baba was distributing the grapes to many others but no sooner had this thought come into sheet's mind that baba began his next round with kaka himself sheet is wonder grew the sign of his being a sadhu the power to read another's thought was enough for dharamsi dharamsi's mind to regard baba as a sadhu madhavra was also present there and as if to explain he then said to baba that sheet of kaka you know this this is he who is this oh how can he be kaka's master his master is another baba replied at once kaka's heart was filled with joy on hearing these words naturally who is the master baba only is the master isn't it it's not some shedji from there he's just working for that person so I, they, there are people who work for companies they are not the owners what they don't understand is the master is somebody else so <clears throat> so but the marvel of it all was that baba put put it on a cook called appa who stood there near the dhuni he said this shet has come all the way but he has not taken the trouble for me he came to shirdi because he felt great love for appa he just making fun such was the dialogue forgetting all his resolve dharamsi on his own will prostrated at baba's feet afterwards they both returned to the wada aarti took place at noon and they began preparing for the journey home time came for obtaining baba's permission so they proceeded to the mosque dharamsi then said to kaka i am not going to ask for permission it is you who needs it so you only should ask for it so madhavara said there is no saying about kaka's return unless a full week passes by he may not be permitted to go it is better that you ask for it yourself okay for it but when the three of them went to the mosque and sat down on their behalf madhavara asked for permission but baba began to tell a story listen to it attentively there was once a fickle minded man whose house was full of wealth food grains etc physically mentally he had no illness and afflictions but he he liked to court trouble needlessly he wandered about carrying a heavy burden on his head his mind knew no peace one moment he would put down the load only to pick it up in the next moment he could not steady his mind seeing his plight my heart was moved by compassion and i said to him steady your mind and fix it on one thing whatever they may be you wander needlessly steadily fix your mind in one place the words stung dharamsi to the quick he thought that it was warning for himself with all the prosperity and abundance of wealth dharamsi was forever worried about the slightest reasons causing unnecessary trouble to his own self wealth honor he enjoyed a plenty but there was no contentment in his mind he was always engrossed in imagined sorrows and sufferings when he heard this story coming from sai's mouth his surprise was great this is just the condition of my mind he thought and with great respect he listened to it then kaka should give permission so quickly was an impossible thing but when even that was obtained so effortlessly dharamsi was naturally most pleased he had wished so much that kaka should return with him and baba granted even that wish by giving them consent to go this was also shetji's wager but how did baba know the mark this is a most remarkable indication of being a sadhu which dharamsi now accepted wholeheartedly all doubts were resolved it was clear that sai sai was a sadhu as was the feeling in the heart so was the experience that baba had given him whatever path one wants to follow he will guide him along the same path sai knows the capacity of each and each and accordingly they are given spiritual guidance by him so uh, i think it's a very big chapter so yeah so we will stop over here.